0: Hello, all and welcome all to another edition of the DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Lefemina, riding solo today as my partner in crime for this edition of the podcast, Keith Court, is off doing some NBA content, so I will be holding down the fort for everybody in the NFL streets this week for you. This is going to be a quick preview of of the week eight main slate on DraftKings. Going to touch on some cash game options, some GPP pivots, and just some games to attack. Going to go position by position real quick for everybody. So let's jump right into it. So starting off at quarterback this week, you guys know, if you have been following me along this season, that I love, 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 love to pay down for quarterback. Now, I wrote up in the DFS delivery, which should be out today sometime, that I would be going with Sam Darnold at only 4300 for my cash game contests. That is still the plan Assuming Darnold gets the start, Purdy has been practicing this week, um, and it's a little confusing to me because it seems like everybody who's had anything resembling concussion symptoms has sat out at least one week. The 49ers are coming off a short week playing last Monday night in Minnesota. So I'm still skeptical that Purdy is going to play, although I'm losing confidence in that assumption uh, here as the week goes on. So this is going to be something we're going to have to monitor. The core of the cash game lineup isn't going to change all too much. Uh, obviously, some adjustments will be have to be made, but uh, we'll touch on that in a second as far as the running backs go. Uh, But for quarterback, if Purdy is playing, he's a viable option, but not where I would go. Uh, I would pay up for Jalen Hurts at 8,200. I think he has the best matchup going against Washington. We know the floor is very, very safe with Hurts. With his rushing upside, He is almost guaranteed to score a rushing touchdown if Philly gets into a goal-to-go situation, um, well, inside the five, three, wherever. That tush-push is coming, and no one's stopping it. Certainly not the commanders on defense. Other considerations we have, Patrick Mahomes. You know, this is just a... We get a full slate this week. I forgot to mention that. No buys, no international games. Obviously, there's the Thursday, Sunday, Monday night slates, but um, this is like week one all over again, week two all over again, pre, pre-buy pre week. So it's nice to have a variety of options and not being forced to be funneled to all the same value plays. It's really going to cause ownership to be spread out at the quarterback position, I think. I think the guys who are going to see the most ownership this week, it's going to be Hurts, it's going to be Lamar Jackson, and it's going to be Dak Prescott. Dak is too cheap for a pretty good matchup at 6,100, coming off their bye. Jalen Hurts, I already spoke briefly on that. Lamar Jackson gets a very generous matchup going against the Cardinals who granted have been fighting, have been staying in games. But let's be real here. Their, their defense leaves a lot to be desired. And Lamar Jackson and company seem to be ascending, gelling in that offense and starting to cook big time. Uh from a GPP perspective, Mahomes is certainly interesting. He's not going to be unowned, but he's he's not going to be heavily owned. It's going to be a modest ownership. Going against this Denver defense, which I love to target, love to target. Now, they have shown some signs of life recently, but, like, come on, that was Jordan Love last week. Patrick Mahomes is a completely different level. I would stack him with Travis Kelsey. It's very, very expensive. I get that, but I think there's enough value at other positions that you can make this work. For instance, you could throw in a Josh Downs for 4900 or 4800 rather. Sorry about that. A Tank Dell for 4900 Guys with real roles in offenses that are going to be that's going to be a pretty good game environment. The other nice thing about going mahomes kelsey is it will probably lean you towards getting different at running back, and that will transition us to the running back position for this week. To me, there are three plays that are clear-cut above and beyond the nuts this week. And this is from a cash game perspective, but also all are very tournament viable. That's Alvin Kamara at 7,300. Carr has shown absolutely no interest in throwing the ball deep down the field. Kamara has been a target monster since returning from suspension. He has... Had 39 targets since his return in week four and converted that to 35 receptions. He's also averaging 19 carries per game over the last three weeks. Since he's returned, he's averaging 27 opportunities per game. 27! That's an insane workload. Insane. Jamal Williams is back, but who cares? I don't. Jamal Williams is not that great at football. Um, he scored a lot of touchdowns last year, but as we're seeing with David Montgomery, who's better, we're, That's was more a product of the Lions offensive line and competency on offense rather than Jamal Williams being anything special. The Colts are giving up 25 fantasy points per game to the running back position this year. Now, that's kind of a meh stat, but it's a a data point that we can rely on. Um, So, Kamara is an absolute smash spot for me. Brees Hall at 5900 is way too cheap. Dalvin Cook is getting phased out of this offense. The Giants' defense, while showing some life, is nothing that I... I'm avoiding. I'm bringing that on full steam ahead. This is this is uh, what we were hoping for for the best ball and the season long competitors that drafted Brees Hall, myself included, in that camp. We knew it was going to be a little struggle in the first couple of weeks, coming back from injury, Dalvin Cook being here. But things have changed, right? Aaron Rodgers going down, there's a lot less leeway or sway to get Cook in the game. And Dalvin Cook may just be washed. He may just be washed. Brees Hall is just so much of a better back. It's You you don't have to be a hardcore film guy or a Jets fan or anything. You could watch one game and realize Hall is way more explosive and just is a much better back at this point, even coming off the injury, than Dalvin Cook. So Brees Hall for me. And then the third one is Tony Pollard at $7,500. Another one with an insane workload. The Cowboys really haven't played too many normal games this year. That's been well documented. Um, They're either blowing people out, or they're getting blown out, or their defense is putting the offense in short field position. They've been inefficient in the red zone, but coming off the bye, going against the Rams. Again, not a defense I am particularly scared of. The opportunities that Pollard is getting is eventually going to turn into real fantasy points. And at $7,500, that is too good of a price tag for me to fade. From a GPP perspective... This is what I was talking about earlier with stacking Mahomes and Kelsey. It's really hard to fit these guys in if you're going Mahomes-Kelsey. You could probably get away with Brees Hall, considering he's only 5,900. It also gets you off a somewhat chalky Isaiah Pacheco, who's also a great play at 6,100, if that's how you want to attack that game. It seems like Kamara, Pacheco, Pollard, Hall are going to be the highest owned. Christian McCaffrey makes, I mean, I don't have to sell you on Christian McCaffrey. Scores a touchdown literally every single week. Might get a little more owned now, considering the uncertainty at the quarterback position, but not enough. That would get me off him. Uh, you know, just a great leverage play, 9,200. Certainly no issues jamming in McCaffrey. From a spend down option, um, we touched on Brees Hall being too cheap some other value plays to consider. Um you know, I think Bijan being only 6000 is going to catch some eyes. Tennessee is good against the run, but I do expect this to be a positive game script for the Falcons considering the Tennessee quarterback situation. Um and if we know anything about the Falcons, is if they don't have to throw the ball, they are not going to. So if they get a lead early, it could be lots of Tyler Algier. It could be lots of Bijan Robinson. Assuming he's not sick and we don't know about it again, he burned a lot, a lot of people last week, but I don't think people are going to be hesitant to go right back to Bijan. Kareem Hunt. At 5,200, going against Seattle is certainly interesting. It was nice to see Jerome Ford practicing again, but I do expect him to be out leaving just Hunt and Pierre Strong in the backfield. Hunt's been with the organization for years now. he's They're familiar with him. And Pierre Strong is not that guy. So... I expect a heavy workload in a pretty good matchup for Kareem Hunt. A couple of contrarian plays. Um, you know, if you want to go just strictly on volume, Saquon at 8,000 is not going to be played at all. Obviously, it's a tough matchup against the Jets. But, it, you know, we get Tyrod Taylor. At the helm again this week, he showed to be he's a capable backup. He is. You could say he's even a fringe starter in the league. Um, Definitely one of the better backups in the league. So um, they've shown some competency on offense. They're getting the young receiving core going with Wondell, Jalen Hyatt, becoming more and more involved as they phase out Paris Campbell, as they phase out. Isaiah Hodgins, Um, so Saquon could be an interesting pivot play, or contrarian play rather, not so much a pivot because his price tag is eight thousand. Right, who's was he pivoting off of? Uh, A seventy-five hundred Tony Pollard, a ninety-two hundred Christian McCaffrey. Those are those aren't really the same price buckets, so. Uh, the Arizona guys, I have no real interest in. Daryl Henderson, you could tell yourself a story that he gets a bulk of the work. Tough matchup against Dallas, though. The Carolina backfield, I have no interest in. Um, Damian Pierce, if you think he's the guy, could be interesting. Could I'm just very hesitant about that as we've seen Devin Singletary start to get a lot more of the workload in Houston it's certainly a good matchup going against Carolina uh that would probably be large field only for me seeing as we just don't know what that workload's going to be um even if it's 50-50 you know large field only options For me, there. Anything else on the board? Not really catching my eye. DeAndre Swift at 6,300 is certainly an option if you do not go the Hertz route. Uh, And ETN, 7,200, one of the best workloads in the league, going to be modestly owned this week. Um, have no issues going ETN. Transitioning over to wide receiver now. Spending up options. Obviously Tyreek Hill is in a great spot. Yes, New England likes to try and take away your best weapon. And they did some things in week two to slow Tyreek Hill down. I believe Mike McDaniel will adjust to that. And his fastball is just a little faster than Belichick's these days. Patriots coming off the emotional win. I know this is a little bit narrative-based. But I do not see the Patriots' defense being able to slow down Miami's offense. Uh, Miami coming off a tough loss to Philly last week and looking to bounce back. Jamar Chase, again, tough matchup. There are some injuries on the defensive end for San Francisco. They are coming out of their bye, but Jamar Chase is in a good spot here this week. And then A.J. Brown, of course, if you want to stack him with Jalen Hurts, he has just been out of control to start this season. Uh, been just really separating himself from Devonta Smith in terms of target share. I believe I saw he is up to 30% of the target share lot this year. With Devonta Smith hovering around the 20% mark, and last year they were both in the 25% realm. Zay Flowers in the mid-tier at 5,600 is a cash game lock for me. I don't mind going to him in tournaments as well. He will come with some ownership, but that's fine. I'll go. I'll just get different elsewhere. Great, great spot against Arizona. He is the number one in this offense as far as the wide receivers go. He's starting to get some downfield work. As I mentioned in the DFS delivery article, he is in the top 10 in the league in what was the exact wording on that? Uh, top 10 and deep targets. So that is targets 20 or more yards down the field. And Arizona has given up the most receiving yards to opposing wide receivers this season so far. So Zay Flowers at 5,600 is a cash game block for me. And is a very strong tournament option as well. I mentioned Tink Dell earlier. I mentioned Josh Downs earlier. Those are two of my favorite spend-down options. Tink Dell coming back from the bye week, had time to recover from his injury. Him and Nico Collins have been great to start the season, as well as C.J. Stroud. So, Gets a great matchup against Carolina. Uh, Josh Downs has been excellent this season, receiving no fewer than five targets in all but one game this season, really cementing himself as the number two in this Colts offense, who we have seen throw on a more consistent basis, be more aggressive in the passing game with Gardner Minshew at the helm, as opposed to Anthony Richardson. They get... A decent matchup against the Saints it's not great but if you're under the thesis that Marshawn Lattimore is one of the best corners in the game and has slow down top receiving options in this case that would be Michael Pittman so there may be even more looks coming down Josh Downs's way and for 4,800 I am certainly More than fine with clicking that. Kendrick Bourne, as gross as that sounds, at 4,700. Should be in a positive passing game script for the Patriots this week. And what is a game? I expect them to be trailing. I expect Mac Jones to have to drop back a lot. Um, And Kendrick Bourne is just... Elevated to the number one in this offense. Juju Smith is not out there clogging up everything for everybody. We get some youth on the rise as well with Pop Douglas out there. I think that helps Kendrick Bourne. And the Pats offense as a whole. I mentioned Nico. There's a lot of options here in the 4k range for the receiving. We talked about downs. We talked about Tank Dell. We talked about Kendrick Bourne. Um, But even Michael Gallup or Michael Thomas at 4,900 is a great option. Uh, I did say Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup's An all right option. um, He is only thirty four hundred. He's him and Brandon Cooks are kind of vying for that wide receiver two role. But if you are expecting a good performance from the Cowboys offense this week, Michael Gallup at thirty four hundred is certainly worth a look in your GPP lineups. Uh, Other than that, I think we can move on. Um, Real quick, the Jacksonville guys, that's who else I wanted to touch on. Kind of same thesis as I did last week with the Rams. It didn't quite work out this way. It did for Puka, but um, Cooper Cup obviously did not live up to expectations, but... The way to attack Pittsburgh is in the secondary. Christian Kirk has been excellent ever since that week one dud. Still only 5,900, so it's very, very playable. And if you want to go with Calvin Ridley, he's now cheaper than Christian Kirk, and nobody, and I mean nobody, is playing Calvin Ridley. So that could be a contrarian way to go about that game. Uh, Moving on to tight end. Obviously, we have Mr. Kelsey on this slate coming in at $8,400. That price tag is going to keep ownership in check. So, as I mentioned, if you want to go Mahomes Kelsey, I don't expect it to be super popular. Just be mindful of what other pieces you're putting around and not getting too chalky with the value plays that you're putting around them. Because while Kelsey Mahomes may be a different way to start your lineup, you don't want to build the same way as every other Kelsey Mahomes lineup. That does you no good. Um, But yeah, I'm certainly okay. I'm never going to tell anybody not to play Travis Kelsey. For cash games, it's Trey McBride for me at 2800. We're finally getting the former Mackey Award winner to himself with Zach Ertz on IR. He's seen a decent workload in the past couple weeks, even before Ertz got hurt. Now, granted, the matchup is not great against Baltimore, but I do expect a passing game script for the Cardinals. Trey McBride should be running as the number two in terms of targets in this offense. Um, Dobbs may be under some pressure and looking to get the ball out quicker and not getting it downfield to Marquise Brown. I think Trey McBride would be should be in line for five to seven targets. Probably get a stat line like four for 40. If he falls in the end zone, that's even that would just be the cherry on top. But 8 to 10 DraftKings points from McBride at 2,800 is more than enough for cash games. Now, Trey McBride in tournaments is an absolute no-go for me. He's going to be one of the, if not the highest owned player on the slate. He still comes with a remarkably low floor. And chalk, cheap, tight end, is just never the way to go in tournaments. Cash games, easy click, Trey McBride. Tournaments, not in my player pool whatsoever. Uh, Evan Ingram and TJ Hawkinson in that mid-range. Hawkinson comes at a heftier price tag at $6,200. we have seen what kind of role he has had in this Minnesota offense. Even before Jefferson got hurt, but especially since Jefferson's gotten hurt, obviously Addison got all the attention with the breakout game against the 49ers on Monday Night Football last week. But the target earner in that group still was TJ Hawkinson. Uh, Obviously, he's not super explosive, but he could get there on volume alone. For a, any low-owned options, no one wants to go back to Mark Andrews after his two-touchdown game last week. I mentioned Zay Flowers. I don't mind double-stacking Flowers and Andrews against with Lamar Jackson against the Cardinals. Their offense is humming, coming all together. So that is certainly... Something that is catching my eye in terms of tournaments. Rounding up with defense here. um, There's quite a few different ways you could go about it this week. You know that I do not spend up for defense in cash games. Uh, So Eagles will be restricted to tournament only for me. 4,300 is just, uh, look, the matchup is great. Sam Howell is going to get sacked at least four or five times, right? That's obviously what we're looking for in defense because uh, sacks are a lot more predictable than turnovers or getting a pick six. However, um, just not going there in cash games. Four cash games – Falcons at 2,900 have my intention um, Going against Malik Willis, Will Levis, both. Still not sure what Tennessee is going to be rolling out there at quarterback. Uh, both these teams, as I mentioned in the DFS delivery article, are two of the slowest pace teams in the league on offense. So it is not a great game environment for the offenses. So this is an attractive defense option. They will be pretty heavily owned. So if you want to fade them in tournaments, dropping down 100 bucks and going to Jacksonville makes a lot of sense to me. Um, dropping down a little further and going with the Vikings. Makes sense to me. Going against Jordan Love, who is not afraid to take a couple sacks and throw a couple picks. The Browns at 3,000 are one of the most talented defenses in the league. And while it's not a super great matchup against Geno and the Seahawks, it's also not an offense that I'm fading If my defense is going against them, right? Um, And then if you want to drop all the way down to 2200 for the Bengals going against San Francisco, whether it's Purdy or it's um, Sam Darnold, especially if Purdy's not 100%, that could lead. To some turnovers we saw, he is not perfect. Um, Debo is out. Keep an eye if Trent Williams is going to if Trent Williams is going to be out for San Francisco again this week. That really ups my interest in the Bengals defense. So that's a look at the DraftKings main slate board. Real quick, looking at some game environments to attack. Um, San Fran and Cincy, as I mentioned, you could play Cincy's defense, uh, but there are also a lot of great options on offense. If you don't, if you disagree with that take, I don't mind going San Francisco offense. They've proven to be one of the best in the league. Um, Ayuk is affordable this week. T. Higgins is very affordable this week if you want to go a Burrow double with Higgins and Chase. That game is coming from the Bengals. We saw saw the Burrow Chase explosion a few weeks ago, but we haven't seen the Burrow Chase-Higgins explosion, and there is one coming. When that is coming, I don't know, but it could be this week. Denver can't Kansas City is certainly attractive. We are seeing Kansas City's offense get a little more concentrated as Rasheed Rice continues to um, step up and be the main wide receiver target for Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, we have Travis Kelsey. Obviously, we have Isaiah Pacheco. Those are probably the only three skill position players that I have any interest in from the Chiefs side of things. Um, And then if you want a a bring back, Judy and Sutton are there. It's a tough matchup. The Chiefs have been very good against opposing wide receivers this year. Um, It doesn't feel great clicking it, but... They're, they have both shown high upside in the past, and could help keep the game within reach and keep the back and forth going. Um, I'm really interested, though, in this Pittsburgh-Jacksonville game just from a just from a watching point. Um, I'm curious to see if Jacksonville can keep this momentum going. Um, I know Pittsburgh games aren't always fun to watch. It's brutal, brutal, brutal offense. And then all of a sudden they make a few plays, and you look and they've won the game 17 to 13 somehow. Um, interested to see if Jacksonville can attack this below average. Steelers secondary and if their offensive line can hold up against that strong front seven that Pittsburgh has. Okay. I think that's going to do it for me here. I appreciate you all listening and tuning in. Don't forget to check out the DFS delivery pass and to be in our discord as I will be updating. If Brock Purdy is ruled in, I will Uh, push out a notification to everybody about adjustments that I will be making to the cash game core, which right now is Brock Purdy, uh, Brock Purdy, Sam Darnold, Zay Flowers, the three running backs that I mentioned, Brees Hall, Alvin Kamara, and Tony Pollard. But obviously, I'm going to try and find a way to keep Those three running backs and Flowers and McBride probably go up to Hertz and drop down to Bengals defense, something like that. Still plenty of time to work through it, but be in that Discord so you can get those notifications. I will also be around tomorrow morning answering any lineup questions before lock. Also be on the lookout for Monday night, Tuesday morning. For the Cash Game Review podcast. Once again, I am your host, Mike Lafemna. You can find me on Twitter at mlafem10. Thank you for listening. Let's roll.